we know you can't get enough of your favorite flavors. Luckily, Kroger Free Pickup makes it easy to grab what you need without any surprise fees. Whether it's extra buns for the barbecue or those chips you just can't quit, start your cart with the Kroger app. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply, subject to availability. It's the big $10 sale, so mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All hit radio. Welcome to the X Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon. Wow, another show that's going by so fast. If you'd like to send an email, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And, of course, you can always check out to see what's going on in the Exxon by going to our website, ExxonRadioTV.com, and the Exxon TV channel exclusive to Simul TV at www.SimulTV.com. Explanation. My guest this hour is Lee Austin, and he is an American broadcaster known for his alternative talk show, The Perfect Storm, uh, weeknights at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Republic Broadcast Network. Uh, let me see. Pushing the existential envelope with topics including theology, metaphysics, and conspiracy theories, Lee's show flourishes as a late-night favorite for those in search of the truth. Born in Boston, Lee moved to L.A. to pursue a career as a stand-up comedian, uh, with the entertainment bug firmly planted, Lee found his calling in radio. For over 30 years, he has crisscrossed the country as a talk show host and program director for numerous radio stations. He recently wrote Morning Star's Tale, a sci-fi novella where Lucifer reveals the mysteries of the flat earth and universe. His website, www.morningstarstale.com. And joining me now from someplace in Florida near Orlando, I believe, is Lee Austin. And Lee, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Great to be on board. Thank you. Yeah. Um, first of all, how did you get involved in... You know, going from a stand-up comedian, getting into radio, and the topics that you cover. Where does the interest lie? Where does it come from? What's the backstory? Well, I moved from Connecticut to Los Angeles when I was 20, and mm -hmm. um, I had the bug, as it says in the bio, to do stand-up. And within three days of landing at LAX, I was on stage at the Comedy Store doing stand-up. After doing it for about three three years, I realized I wasn't mature enough or funny enough to compete on that level. And so I got a job working for Federal Express. And then one day I was on the radio dispatching to the drivers and somebody said to me, you know, you should really think about a career in radio because you're really good as a dispatcher talking to people. And I thought, well, maybe I'll do that. Hmm. So I went to the National School of Broadcasting in LA, Federal Express paid for it. And then after that, I got a job in radio and quit FedEx. And it's been working radio fairly consistently for about the last 35 years. Wow. Now, where, where does the, the uh, 
you know, the topics you talk about, um, let me see, theology, metaphysics, and conspiracy theories, where did the interest come from? It really came from my dad. He was a big fan of a guy named Chuck Harder. Yeah, I know. I used Jordan to know. Way. You know Chuck? Yeah, uh, before he passed away, yes, he was on WPGS and uh, Talkstar. My dad loved listening to Chuck yeah. Harder, when, obviously, back in the day. Yeah, great And guy. he was the one who actually planted the uh, seed to start pursuing topics that other people were afraid to touch, which intrigued me even more. What's your favorite topic? Flat Earth, because it's a fun conspiracy theory. When you talk about mm-hmm. 9-11, JFK, and even this current COVID pandemic, they're all really dark. But Flat Earth, to me, is inspiring. How it's so? It's so insane, but yet at the same time, when you really start digging into it, there's a lot to discover, and all of it is positive. Well, let's see. We have the astronauts on the moon. They're looking at Earth. It's round. We have the International Space Station that goes in orbit around the Earth. It's round. Uh, so where does, where does the concept of the flat Earth theory take any credence in today's society? It really comes down to three words, fisheye lens. When you when you talk about the International Space Station mm-hmm. or man allegedly going to the moon or even what's going on right now with SpaceX, it was about a year ago that I happened to capture a moment when SpaceX got caught with her pants down. If you remember, it was back in May of 2020 that uh, Elon Musk sent up, uh, I think it was the Dragon, and they had two cameras, one and two, the first camera showed a curver through a fisheye lens. Mm-hmm. And the second camera, for whatever reason, they forgot to put a fisheye lens on that camera. And so as it cut back to the second camera, it kept showing a straight edge, which indicates that it's a plane. So you had a curved Earth and a straight-edged Earth rotating every 10 seconds. And I couldn't believe I actually caught it. If you go to my website, Morningstar's, tail.com it's probably from about four or five months ago but it's in there and there's video documentation that there is a straight edge when you're not looking at the earth through a fisheye lens but the astronauts on the moon they weren't using a fisheye lens were they no but they never left the soundstage really then how could this conspiracy be perpetrated and maintained for all these years you know, uh, let me see. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish I was going to say Bart Sabrell, uh, who did a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. You know, he, he believes that we never went there. And he approached many astronauts. And uh, I think it was, let me see, uh, one of them gave him a good cuff. It was, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, I think it was Buzz Aldrin. That's that right. Yeah, Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yet when you... When you look at the big picture, how is it possible that this this hoax has been perpetrated and maintained after all these years? I don't know how many people work at NASA. Let's just pick a number. Let's say 50,000. Okay. I would say of the 50,000 employees of NASA, 49,950 believe that the Earth is round. Mm-hmm. 50 do not. Okay. 50 know better. It's compartmentalization. 
uh, I have a job where I work as a freight broker. Right. And since COVID, the pandemic, I've been working at home. I have no idea what goes on at work. Everything is compartmentalized. All I know is that I get an email. Somebody wants a quote to ship freight from L.A. to New York, and mm-hmm. I have to give them a price. I have no idea what the machinations or what goes on behind the scenes. And I believe it's the same thing with NASA or any other business. Most people are just told, you do this, you do that. And it's the very few, it's the elite, like at the top of the pyramid with the Illuminati, who really know what's going on. It's the same thing with this COVID pandemic. There's only very few people, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, Fauci. Those are the ones that are the spokespeople that know what's going on. But below them, most people believe that this is actually real. Okay, I'd just like to get back to the lunar hoax for a second here. What proof is there that that America never went to the moon? I always like to work backwards. Okay. Uh, we allegedly went to the moon six times mm-hmm. between 1969 and 1972. Mm-hmm. 238,000 miles each way. Round right. trip, eh, about a half, a half a million miles. We haven't gone back coming up on 50 years. And right now, the highest orbit that we can obtain, and NASA admits it, is low Earth orbit. And Don Pettit, who was one of the astronauts, was asked about why we never went back to the moon. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'd go back in a a nanosecond, but we can't because we destroyed that technology. Why would they destroy the technology that took them to the moon? That's like Christopher Columbus setting fire to his boats after he discovers America. It doesn't make any sense. And they also destroyed all the telemetry data. Mm -hmm. And back back in the day, you only had three networks. So it was a lot easier to create the illusion of landing on the moon than it is today. Ever since the advent of the Internet, most millennials and Gen X don't believe we went to the moon because they're computer savvy and they're able to break down the, uh, the graphics and they just don't match the alleged tale of going to the moon. So where did the moon rocks come from? My understanding is that they're just petrified wood. Your understanding, but do you know that for a fact? No, no, not at all. All right, so if they are in fact rocks and not petrified wood, that were brought back from the moon, like many members of the independent scientific community who've investigated the the rocks and actually seen them and tested them, say that they are not from Earth, they're from the moon, how would we explain this, looking at the conspiracy that America never went to the moon? If they said the rocks were real, I would ask them one question, mm-hmm. which is the Tycho Crater. Whether you believe the Earth is flat or round, those who have done any investigative work know that the Tycho Crater is 53 miles wide, and NASA will admit that. How is it you can see a 53-mile-wide crater 238,000 miles away? You can't. So do you, but you, can't, you can't see it if the moon is a lot closer and local. But they've never been able to explain that, nor have they ever been able to explain why the moon is in a geosynchronous orbit, why the moon and sun are the same size, 
how does the moon illuminate itself when it's half lit? Where is that light coming from? All right, stand why by. Why is moonlight colder than sunlight? All right, stand by. We've got to take a break. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Mr. Lee Austin, and his website is mornings, morningstarstale.com. That's morningstarstale.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. back. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Our guest this hour is Lee Austin, and his website is MorningStarsTale.com, and he's the author of Morning Stars Tale. And um, we're talking about conspiracies, I would imagine, this hour. Uh, we talked about the lunar controversy that some believe that America never went to the moon. Uh, basically, if you've seen Capricorn 1, the movie, this is the premise of that belief. And many other people believe that America did go to the moon. So when we're looking at the, the, the aspect of the, of the hoax, why do you think it was done? Was it because of the words of President Kennedy getting to the moon? Was it to show or to make the Russians believe that America did go to the moon? Or was this just a giant-sized PR stunt in order to secure the government and the belief of the American people in the government? If I can select uh, the fourth choice, which is all of the above, I, I agree with everything you just said. Wow. I think all of those are valid reasons. So when we're talking about going to Mars and going back to the moon, in your opinion, is this just more of the same old, same old, that nothing is going to get accomplished by going or we're not even going to go? Well, one thing is being accomplished. NASA is getting $58 million a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people are getting rich. Um, as you know, I believe that the Earth is flat, and there's a dome over that Earth. It's basically a, it's like the Truman Show, and I'm sure you've seen that yeah. movie. Uh, the sun and the moon are actually below the firmament dome, and Mars is on the other side. And so it's impossible to get to Mars because you can't get past the dome. So, so am I to understand that there's a dome that is protecting Earth? Yes. Okay, so how do we explain meteorites that land? People see the fireballs. They see the, the trajectory of the meteorite. The meteorite explodes, and people are Correct. able to find pieces of this meteor. How do we explain that? Because it is coming from the dome. Uh, it's Lydian. I've got it in the book, Morning Stars Tale. Let me see if I can find the specific place. If I can't, I'll try to uh, sure. just pull it from my memory. Uh, there's something called Pyrex Lydian glass. 
and it is comprised of the hardest metal known to man. And they have found pieces of this, which are basically like meteors. And every once in a while, one will pierce the dome and project itself onto the flat plane. So does this mean with this dome we don't have to worry about a, a close impact scenario? Or an earth impact scenario? I come at it from a Christian perspective. So, you know, that's a, that's a whole other realm. I, be, I do believe that this place was built. It's intelligent design. It was created. And I don't believe that anything like that is going to happen unless it's according to someone with a lot more authority than myself. Okay. So why do you believe in the, the theory that the world is actually flat? And if it is flat, what's on the other side? It was an annoying caller back in 2016. I was working for the Republic Broadcasting Network, mm -hmm. the same network I work for now. And a caller called in and said, you know, the earth is flat. And I said, like everybody else, you're insane. Mm -hmm. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. For the next eight months, I started to investigate it and talk about it on the radio until the network finally got mad at me and fired me. I uh, came back to Florida, decided to write a book about the flat earth narrated by Lucifer because I figured no one's going to listen to me, but they'll listen to the father of lies as he discloses the truth and goes against his nature. I wrote the book, and a year ago, the network called me back and asked me if I wanted to come back and that I could promote the book on the radio. And I thought, well, isn't this a strange set of circumstances? But in answer to your question about the dome and the earth, it's a question of perspective. If you believe in the round ball earth, mm -hmm. it's 24,901 miles in circumference. In the book of Enoch, he talks about the Antarctic ice wall being 12 strata, and a strata is 5,000 miles. So the ice wall that surrounds and holds in all of the oceans and the continents is 60,000 miles in circumference. And we can't go to Antarctica because of the Antarctic Treaty, which was signed in 1958, the same year that NASA started. So basically they secured space and they secured the edges. Now you can take a flight with Qantas uh, to Antarctica, but you can only skirt the coast. You can't go to interior Antarctica because there is no interior Antarctica. There what, is no Antarctica. What do you there's think? There's an ice wall, mm -hmm. and then there's a land. Admiral Byrd said there is a continent that is as big as the United States that we have yet to explore. And after he said that, they shut it off, and they shut it down. Nobody can go to Antarctica. All right, so what you said that Admiral Byrd said, that there was a continent there, could he not have been talking about the continent of Antarctica? It could have been. So what makes you believe, based on that statement, that he's talking about a different continent, a continent that is totally different from Antarctica? It's a question of perspective, the same with everything else. Um, as I did this study, like mm -hmm. I said, it took about eight months. Obviously, I watched all the YouTube videos I could while they were posting them about the flat earth. But I also did a deep dive into the esoteric occult and again, I'm a Christian, mm -hmm. but what I did was I studied a book called The Secret Teachings of All Ages by Manly P. Hall. I also read the Book of Enoch, The Secret Teachings of the Book of Enoch, the Book of Jubilees, the Book of Jasser, the Book of Giants. And all of these books 
pointed to a flat Earth. And then they began to describe the cosmology of this flat Earth. And it began to make sense to me because I live on the coast of Florida. Mm -hmm. And you know, Rob, when you see a boat, you're standing on the beach and you see a boat go over the horizon. Mm -hmm. It looks like it's going over the curve, right? I mean, it does. Yeah. And that would say the Earth is round. But I've done this myself. I've taken a pair of binoculars to the beach. Mm -hmm. I've seen a boat go over the, the horizon. I put on the pair of binoculars, and it comes back into focus. It's a question of perspective. In other words, instead of being six feet above the ocean, because that's how tall I am, six one, if I were to elevate to 1,000 feet, I could see further out on the plane. So, again, it just comes down to perspective. Or your own belief. Well, yeah. Um, you know, they say seeing is believing, and faith is a substance you can't see. Right, but have you done any serious scientific study to substantiate these claims? Um, no. Have you that gone? Have you gone to study. any? Have that you... was the study when I did when I did when I went to the beach, right? And I, I saw the boats go over to the horizon, and I could pull them in after they went over the horizon with a pair of binoculars. Um, All right. So if the Earth is flat. Right. Okay. Where, you know, how is everything maintained on this planet? Is it the biosphere that you're talking about that keeps everything contained? Everything is contained under the dome. The dome. I'm sorry. The dome. There's a, there's a dome that we don't know how far it goes and how big it is. From the Book of Enoch, mm -hmm. we can gather, and by me, I mean people that believe in this, we can gather that the Antarctic ice wall is 200 feet high and 60,000 miles in circumference. What we believe, and that is most flat earthers, is that the, the plane continues to go out a lot further, that the flat earth is much larger than the heliocentric round earth. And, it, and quite honestly, Rob, I don't have the faith to believe the earth is round because right now, if you believe in the heliocentric model, which mm -hmm. is the earth is round, we're traveling at 1,000 miles an hour, simultaneously going 66,000 miles an hour around the sun and expanding our Milky Way at half a million miles an hour. All of that motion, and we don't feel any of it. Well, when you're in a jet aircraft going from, let's say, Toronto to the Bahamas, you don't feel the motion in the aircraft either. That is true. Okay, so how does this kind of add to the credence of the theory. That made no sense. There's an instrument in the cockpit. Mm -hmm. It's called the artificial horizon. Yeah. It's, it's the only instrument in any jet that is mechanical. It is not electrical. It's basically a gyroscope. Mm -hmm. And when a pilot is flying, let's say you get to a cruising altitude of 38,000 feet, he will make sure that the artificial horizon bar is on that line. And they never adjust for the curvature of the Earth. In other words, if the Earth were, in fact, circular, round, mm -hmm. a ball, when you're flying in a jet, the pilot would constantly have to go nose down to compensate for the curvature. No, but because, instead, the, air, no, because the aircraft don't. is maintained by gravity at a certain location, and the artificial... Gravity doesn't exist. In your books. 
because no, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I know. Rob, All right, hold on. Look, we've got to take a break. I know we're not going to agree we, on the we, topic. We, we've got to take a break. Just I, hold on. I for enjoy a second. the conversation. I am. All right, just give me a sec. We've got to take a break, and we'll be right back. Exo Nation. Our guest this hour is uh, Lee Austin. His website is MorningStarsTale.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Lee Austin is our guest. Lee, thanks very much for joining us. A very interesting topic. And um, something my producer uh, just uh, kind of sent me a note to, if people are not allowed going down to Antarctica, then how do they get to the South Pole Telescope? How do they get to the, the South Pole? The South Pole Telescope, the observatory that's in, the South, uh, in Antarctica. Is it located at the South Pole? Yeah. There is no South Pole. In well, once again, this is how, how can you prove what I know, you're saying? I know. I know. We're, we're not going to convince each other. I, I know, Rob. Yeah. That you don't believe in the flat Earth, and believe me, I went through a period of time where I thought this was insanity, and I'm sure yeah. you do right now. No, I don't think I it's insanity. I don't think you. it's insanity. What I'm saying is that you're you're it's telling me. It's a lie. No, I'm not. I'm you, not saying that. Well, I'm not saying that. You, I'm not. Let me I'm, ask you just one one simple question. Sure. Okay. And I, and I'm not trying to change the subject. Okay. I know we're talking about flat earth, but do you believe this COVID is a pandemic or a pandemic? Pandemic. Okay. And do you believe 9/11 was an inside job? No. Okay. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I really don't. I find this to be. People have. Nothing better to do with their time than to commit, uh, than to invent a lot of conspiracies. It's just like I'm the kind of person who would love to see any anti-vaxxer thrown in jail. I think they should, because in my book, and the way I look at it, they're a menace to society. They're a direct threat to society. And in my world, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So last night, in New York City at mm-hmm. the um, <clears throat> Amsterdam Theater. They had a showing, well, the first uh, rerun of Aladdin, and everybody in the theater was vaccinated, and they shut it down after one show because there were breakthrough cases. So where where did the people get the COVID from if everybody was vaccinated? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that when Canada had its borders closed to international travel, our pandemic numbers were down. 
you open up the borders again and up come the uh, case levels. And you know what? It's, a lot of people have talked in the past about chemtrails, right? There's another okay. conspiracy. If chemtrails are real, why did the government just put the vaccine into the aircraft and spray everyone with the vaccine? I have no idea. I don't, I don't even know if that's, is that even possible? Well, according to the people who believe in the chemtrails, that, that's exactly what the government has been doing. But of course, once again, I don't know about that one. Once again, it's a theory, no proof. A, a lot of most of these conspiracy theories have no proof. It's supposition. It's hypothesis. I well, have it eventually comes down to faith. I mean, you believe, mm -hmm. and I used to believe. I believed for fifty-eight years. I'm sixty-four. For the first fifty-eight years of my life, at least when I was cognizant. Uh, five or six, I've always believed that the earth was round. Mm -hmm. And 500 years ago, if you were to say the earth was round, people would think you're a heretic because it was common knowledge that the earth was flat. So the science is never settled. The science is always evolving. Is it, is it possible that the theory of the flat earth came from ancient times when people thought that if you sailed towards the west you'd fall off the earth because the earth was flat. They had no conception of the actual geography of the planet. It, from what I've studied, you know, when you go back into Sumerian culture, the Egyptians, uh, the Hebrews, right. uh, they all believed in a flat earth. And the Bible says that the sun and the moon are the same size, which goes against NASA, and it also says in the book of Genesis that God separated the waters from below mm -hmm. from the waters above. Mm -hmm. well, what, what does that indicate? That indicates that there's, and you know, and if you believe in the flood, then he opened up the gates. It, it, eventually, it does come down to faith. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, e exactly. Uh, the Bible was written a long time ago before we fully understand what we do today because of modern technology and what we've been able to discover and prove. What would happen if the Bible had never been written before and here in the 21st century somebody decides to write the Bible? How different would it be? I believe that God, the great architect, mm -hmm. ancient of days, actually speaks to our heart. So even if the Bible wasn't written, I think that God would speak to man still. I don't think that would be uh, an impediment for a relationship with God. Okay. Again, it comes down to faith. You you believe that the sun and the moon are the same size, right? Yes. Okay. Why do you believe that? Not only does it say it in the Bible, but when I look up in the sky, they are the same size. And you, when you watch a... Um, a lunar eclipse, mm -hmm. the moon covers the sun. You know, the reason they say that is that NASA says the sun is 400 times away from the earth and the moon is 400 times smaller than the sun. And so for that reason, they appear to be the same size. So all the astronomers, the independent astronomers, the university astronomers, 
NASA. They're all lying. At the top, yeah. Same thing with the Smithsonian. For what reason? Uh, For what reason would they lie? Oh, very simple. They're hiding God. If if it was admitted, mm-hmm. let's just say, let me let me just take this out to its extreme, insane end. Okay. Let's say science said, you know what, the Earth is flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing that would happen is a Great Depression. Uh, probably some wars would start. And people would go insane, and many would start heading to Antarctica looking for the edge. And a lot of people would probably become Christians, and some people would kill themselves. It would be absolute chaos and pandemonium. So are you saying that all the countries of the world are suppressing this information because of religion? Yes. The Antarctic Treaty is the only and longest treaty in the world that is honored by all of the major countries. And why is that? Because they don't want people to know. They're hiding God. So God isn't it. So let me see. No, no, hold on here. Hold on here. So what you're saying is that God isn't in heaven. He's in Antarctica. He's everywhere. So why would they? Okay. So what about the other religions besides those who use the Bible? Is this mentioned in other scriptures as well, that the earth is flat? It's, well, the, like I said, the Hebrews believed it. The Sumerians, if you take a look at uh, the Egyptian, what do they call it, cuneiform? They have, a, I think what the name of the god is, but they have a god who has sort of an umbrella over a flat plain. So many ancient cultures believed the earth was flat, but you know, modern man says, well, that's yeah. because they were ignorant. They didn't know what we know today. Okay, so so let me see. We have all the pilots who are suppressing the information that the world is flat. We have all of the astronomers who are suppressing the information that the world is flat. We have all the governments in the world that are suppressing the world is flat. And the Vatican and other religions must be suppressing it because in the Vatican there are a number of statues holding the globe. Correct. If a pilot were to say Uh the earth is flat and he did that with a television station or a radio station, he would be unemployed the next day. His wife would leave him Mm -hmm. and he'd have to pay child support. But why? He's telling the truth. (laughs) You don't tell the truth in this world. Well, a lot of us do. What we perceive to be truth, like Pilate said to Jesus, what is truth? But once again, it comes down to your religious faith. Exactly. If Jesus did exist, if Pilate, well, we know Pilate did exist, if the miracles that are alleged to have happened in the Bible really did happen, don't forget the Bible. Well, actually, was, don't forget the Bible wasn't written by God; it was written by man. It was inspired. Yeah. What I find interesting is that when science attacks mm-hmm. uh, religion, they always go after Jesus. For some reason. That's the God they always come after. And it's this worship of scientism where man is God. For example, and I'm not going to belabor the point, but, you know, when the vaccines came out, initially it was emergency use only. Yeah. And it was already assumed that it was perfected. Nothing is perfected. Everything is a work in progress. We will look back 100 years from now, if any man is still here, and look at the Tesla as if it's a Model T. Well, of course. It's called progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, stand by. I don't think God is anti-science. 
Uh, you know, in my, my own personal uh-huh. belief is he built this place, and he wants man to discover. All right, stand, stand by. We've got to take our break, and we'll be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in oh, beautiful Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. We're starting to get cold. The leaves are changing colors. Just a beautiful time of the year. Our guest this hour is Lee Austin. His website is MorningStarsTale.com. And Lee and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Check us out online. And also, send me your email. Are you a skeptic or a believer when it comes to flat earth? I'll be back. Don't go away. Welcome back, everyone. Lee Austin is our guest. And uh, Lee, first of all, thanks very much for joining us tonight. A very interesting topic and conversation. Um, And something just dawned on me during the break. What about gravity? How do we explain gravity then? You know, the apple falls from the tree, from the tree to the earth, like my leaves (laughs) fall from the tree to the earth. Every time I give an answer, every time I give an answer, Rob, I want to duck. But okay, I'll give you the answer. Um, gravity does not exist. Uh, if you're a flat earther, you believe in density. It's a question of mm-hmm. weight. For example, a helium balloon rises because helium is lighter yeah. than oxygen. Right. And, 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 and a pebble will drop to the earth because it's more dense mm-hmm. than the air. But yet a boat will float because its density is displaced. That makes sense. Rob, we just agreed on something. It's okay. I don't totally disagree with you. That's all I'm trying to say here. Another thing, when we've got when we look at the aerospace history, when we've got planes in World War II, we've got planes uh, during the Cold War, the surveillance plane, the SR-71, uh, and even lately, Sir Richard Branson, when he went up in his aircraft in his spacecraft. He said it's, you know, he was talking about the roundness of the earth from the view where he was. How do we explain that? Again, that's his perspective. I, I think he was saying what he's supposed to say. You know, they asked Elon Musk when he launched his uh, Tesla into space. Some mm-hmm. people said, you know, that looks so fake. And Tesla said, well, it's supposed to look fake. You know, I, I think in many ways they're just playing with us. And You know, you mentioned that, uh, and I do live outside of the Orlando area, there's a very interesting history between Walt Disney, the Magic Kingdom, and NASA, uh, the uh, Operation Paperclip, uh, Mm -hmm. the the German scientists coming over, and, you know, starting uh, NASA, and the entire arrangement. I'm kind of at, in many ways, ground zero for the space program. I live uh, relatively close to the 
Kennedy Center. Hmm. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my my head around the flat earth, the dome. So the dome is the hardest thing for me to believe. Let me be completely okay. frank with you. All right. I have a very hard time believing in the dome, but I do. But then, because but it, it makes no sense. At, it makes no sense at all, Rob. None. Because I, I'm, I'm saying, all right, if the Earth is flat, why does it need a dome? This will even cook your noodle further. Oh, According thanks. to the Book of Enoch, mm -hmm. there's an ocean on the other side of the dome, and when Enoch was taken up to the second heaven, and the dome is the divider, we live in the first heaven, third dimension, we're three-dimensional. If you go to the dome on the other side, it's considered the beginning of the second heaven of the fourth dimension. And again, this is according also to the occultists. Mm -hmm. But Enoch was taken up to the dome, and he said he saw a vast ocean much larger than any earthly ocean. So what Enoch was saying is that there's an ocean above us larger than any ocean on the flat earth. And I find that really hard to believe because how does that work? I have no idea. I guess it works the same way that the flat earth works. Exactly. Faith. Hmm. It either is or it isn't. Either the earth is round or it's flat or maybe it's something else. Okay, then how do we explain but, no, the how do we explain the tides? The tides are um, I've amended the book. I haven't amended the book actually. Mm -hmm. I've uh, the sun has a positive charge. The moon has a negative charge, and as they rotate above the flat plane, you have the positive charge of the sun pushing the salt in the water, and then the moon retarding it. And the reason that holds true for me is why are there no tides where you live, Rob? You live right near, I would assume, near Toronto. Yeah, Lake and the Erie. Great Lakes. Yeah. But you have no tides, no high or low tide on any of the Great Lakes because mm -hmm. it doesn't contain salt water. Right. And salt water is affected by the positive and negative charge of the moon mm -hmm. and sun. How about volcanic activity, then? I believe that below us, mm -hmm. the Earth is cooking, probably up to 12,000 degrees at its core. Okay, at its core. A core says that it's in the middle. According to the Bible, okay. the flat earth is set on four pillars, okay. and there's a cornerstone. Now, as hard as it is for me to believe there's a dome above the earth, wrap your head around that one, that the flat earth sets on yeah. a cornerstone. And there are those who believe, and myself included, mm -hmm. and I'll take it for what it's worth, but hell is directly below the surface of the earth, some say about 3,600 miles. Well, I, I can prove that wrong. Okay, go ahead. Because if I don't do what my wife says, it's living hell here in Crystal Beach, Ontario. I'll be here all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat the veal, right? Yeah, right. Tip your waitress. Depends what she does for us. Dude, I have not been challenged like this in a long time. I appreciate it. It we, was 
it was beyond engaging. I mean, I loved it. It was just, you you had me on my toes. So did I. And uh, before we go, we've got about, uh, Craig, three minutes. Tell us about your book. Okay, the book is called Morningstar's Tale. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. It was a book about a demon advising another demon how to oppress humans. I knew that when I started writing about the flat earth, no one's going to believe me. So I thought, okay, who's the most outrageous character in history? Lucifer. He is the father of lies. Mm -hmm. All he does is lie and deceive. I thought, what if Lucifer decided to tell the truth? He goes (laughs) against his nature and tells you exactly how everything works because he knows you're not going to believe him. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. He can throw 105 miles an hour. He walks up to the batter and he says, the next pitch is coming down the middle. It's going to be 105 miles an hour, and you're not going to hit it. He winds up, he throws the pitch, the batter misses it. He has that much confidence in himself. He's that good at what he does. And what Lucifer is great at doing is lying. So he challenges himself by telling the truth, telling you exactly how the earth is shaped, how you are shaped. He devotes a whole chapter to our DNA, our RNA, and how we're built. He also talks about alchemy, numerology, Freemasonry. He gets into all the occult sciences. So it's not just a book about the flat earth. Basically, it's Lucifer Morningstar, and Morningstar is another name for the light bearer, Lucifer. Right. He tells you the truth. The book is only 80 pages, but it's it's filled with a lot of meat. It's a, it's a slow read, and it's a small book. Hey, listen, the Declaration of Independence was only one page. And look how significant that paper was. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Just one question that uh, that, uh, came up uh, when I was pondering what we were talking about, which I fully enjoyed the hour with you, and I'd love to have you back on again. Um, Thank you. How about all these stories about UFOs? If there is the dome, how do the UFOs get past the dome? to make their appearance to the people that claim that they have seen a UFO or that they've actually been abducted by UFOs. I'm sure you're probably familiar with Bob Lazar. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm in the same camp as he is. Really? I believe there's an agreement between the military-industrial complex Mm -hmm. and these, I would call them dark angels, and the agreement is, look, we're going to give you all of this technology, teach you about zero gravity, and in exchange you're going to serve us. And I think that's the agreement that the, not just our military, but the major military industrial complexes around the world have come into agreement with dark angels that, yeah, you give us the technology and we'll serve you. You give us the marching orders. So when you see those UFOs, I believe most of the time it's military craft that's fallen angel inspired. They gave us the technology and we're flying them. Where can our listeners get a copy of your book, uh, Lee? Uh, you can get it at uh, Amazon. Uh, if you go to MorningstarsTale.com, there's a link for Amazon. The book's only five ninety seven. The ebook is two ninety nine. Good price. Listen, I want to thank you so much again for joining us. Great pleasure talking to you. Continued success with your radio show, and uh, don't be a stranger. I will not. And thank you so much for having me on. It's I my, appreciate it. Ron. My pleasure. You take care of yourself and be safe. You too. All right, XO Nation, a great uh, discussion with our guest this hour, Lee Austin. His website is morningstarstale.com. 
Now, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in Crystal Beach, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And for the... Uh, the Exxon TV channel and all that we have programmed there. It's exclusive to our good friends at Simul TV at www.simultv.com. Don't go away, I'll be back after the news.